0: Welcome back to going long on first. Coming at you Thursday night. We got a little Steelers Patriots action. We are just started the second quarter. The gang is here. Well, Owen's here. We might get the pod father, Jeremy, in later. He's sufficiently questionable to return. Owen we uh we gentlemen juice the Steelers to start week 14 spoiler alert and it's not looking good it was a five and a half correct
1: opening line for the night well I guess closing line New England at Pittsburgh minus five and a half and we all happened to pick Pittsburgh uh, a line I thought might be difficult because it was for me. And within two seconds, both of you answered Pittsburgh. And I was like, you know, that's the easy pick. And it may be the right pick. But New England, it's hard to bet on anything for New England. But it might have been the right choice here as well. Because as you said, currently, 7-3. to three, And it looks like New England's about to score again.
0: Uh, yeah, Trubisky through... Which would have been his second pick. The first pick was um, taken back by a penalty in the first quarter. He just threw a pick. Uh, yeah, Patriots started with the ball at the sixth-yard line on first down. There's an injury timeout, so that's where we sit right now. Yeah, it's – uh, and we were talking about this pre-pod right before we got on, how um probably should have taken New England here. And um, Jeremy fooled us again. He tricked us once again into into following along with his line, and uh, <laughs> you're gonna blame it all on Jeremy, huh? I am absolutely because I don't know if you want to reveal to the world uh, our record so far, at least from last week, what our what our lines were from last week. Yeah, uh, and why, not-
1: and why we should not agree with Jeremy ever? Thanksgiving week, of course, we were both. Blazing hot, both 13 and two records. We didn't get Jeremy's picks officially, and boy, did we smash it out of the park. Uh, one game pushed, and we each got two games wrong this week. Cooling down a little bit, Seth. You win the week, you go nine and four, no pushes. And that's uh, right, baby. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I go seven and six, keep it, keep the winning streak, you know. Keep it above five hundred. Always good. And uh, Jeremy went a whopping three and ten. Also not so hot for the man himself. Three and bringing 10? three and three and ten. You really wanted to savor that, didn't you? I did. Absolutely. Bringing our cumulative records, uh, or I guess cumul cumulative win winning percentage. Uh. If- I'm leading by one win, one whole win currently, 54% win. Uh, Seth, you were at 53.7. And Jeremy's at a 45.2, so not too far behind. So a close third is what we're seeing. It's a definite third. Uh, <laughs> but that doesn't mean he couldn't do it. Uh, Obviously, Seth, you're just reacting to the Hunter Henry eight-yard touchdown. Bailey Zappi gets him in the middle and uh we have a hunter henry appearance
0: yeah he really hasn't been seen since like week two and here he is on
1: thursday night football so i think uh uh seth i think we were mistaken actually i think we all juiced new england coming into this plus five yeah
0: did i say pittsburgh uh
1: my sheet says pittsburgh i should probably change that um (laughs) No. What is the no, line doing right now? Because too I late. might be tempted to take New England plus 12. Just a short 30 minutes later, the line has switched from Pittsburgh minus five and a half to New England minus six and a half.
0: Yeah. Currently 14 to three. Uh, Pittsburgh got embarrassed by Arizona last week and uh, seems to be continuing here on Thursday yes. night yes, to the does. Patriots who haven't scored more than
1: 10 points in weeks. And they, damp- they almost get 14 in a quarter. Also, the way this game is moving, Seth, um, just compare it to the Sunday night game, my favorite game of the year so far, for obvious reasons. Um, a game in which three total punts were kicked on the night. Uh, Pittsburgh has already punted twice. New England has already punted three punts in the first quarter quarter compared to sunday night football also three punts for the whole game
0: so yeah they just showed it uh new england averages 12.3 points per game game and And they they have 14 in 16 minutes of game time so close
1: that's the bailey zappy difference bailey zappy man he
0: they don't need a draft quarterback yeah bailey zappy of right there there you go
1: there you go so that's it but Seth, we have plenty of other games to get right to talk about tonight. So, why don't we get right into it? Welcome up the line, heft, gelijk. Yeah, Yeah. Welcome to The Line is Right, the Dutch version. Uh, I say I have Dutch, Dutch on the mind this week. I was working with a fella from uh, Belgium named Jürgen, and uh, might as What's well.
0: What's
1: his name? Jürgen. Jürgen. Yes, it's from uh, the great country of Belgium, and uh, thought I'd throw a little Dutch in there since, I got, like since I've been hearing it since I've been hearing it uh, all week. Uh, I'm sure he does, because who do love who doesn't love Walt waffles you know what i mean that's true that is true. waffles are better than pancakes and you cannot change my mind
0: i will agree with that but french toast beats all three or all is top of the three
1: you're right i don't want to get into it but my problem with french toast if it's done well a plus if it's not done well get it out of my sight waffles <laughs> hard to mess up that <laughs> yeah a little waffle maker. That's all you need. That being said, why don't we pick some football games, Seth? Week fourteen, baby. Did you 14, send Jeremy you see, the lines? Just in case 17. he he will get them. Um, okay. We are we are five weeks removed from the playoffs. They are coming, and they one week from fantasy our playoffs.
0: Uh,
1: yeah, you don't have to remind me. I am on the precipice. I I could make playoffs in all of them and I but I am I am not oh, for sure in them.
0: Uh your 3 point win last week against me really hurt my playoff chances. If it I would have really beat you last, yes, if I would have beat you last week I'm probably a shoe in. No, I need to win for sure in your league. And uh you need I think I need a little help. I think I need a little help. Yeah, I don't need. Yeah. I think I think I need at least one of you to lose, depending on like tiebreaker situation. There's
1: there's five teams fighting for two spots, so that's the situation we're in.
0: Yeah. Yep. And then and another league I'm in, it's a uh, win and in. I'm in the currently in the sixth spot. The person I'm playing is in the seventh spot. If they win, they're in. If I win, I stay in. So this is must be nice. This is Green Bay Detroit last
1: year and in, the end, baby. Well, I hope it doesn't pan out the same way for you. Um, Me neither. Because that would be tragic. Uh, yes, we will get into it. But I am stressing for sure this week, <laughs> at least in two leagues. Um, Seth, playoffs are coming. Five short weeks. We got some teams' destinies about to crumble in front of our eyes and some others. Who are just walking those stairways to heaven? They're getting there. There's some teams out there you have to look out for. And there's some teams out there that you need to shun, at least for playoffs hopes, because we all know there are teams out there that would also love to smash some of their rivals' playoff chances into the ground, at least for a little win since their season, season has gone bad. Always. There's going to be a little bit of that and the Patriots might be instituting a little bit of that on the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Let's see if we can predict any more on the way, starting with the first game of Sunday, Seth. Divisional matchup, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the Atlanta Falcons. Huge divisional game, as we talked a little bit about on Tuesday. Tampa Bay's one game out of the division lead, I believe. Atlanta currently... Has a, a, a short lead uh for that guaranteed playoff spot. Uh yeah, so Bucks beating Carolina last week, obviously huge in keeping them alive. Kinda has the look of a lower scoring game. This is Atlanta, or it this is at Atlanta. Can the Bucks pull off a huge upset on the road? Atlanta's favored by Two and a half points, Seth. What do you got?
0: This one is, it's the NFC South. And really it's every, literally any given Sunday for this division, you just don't know what you're going to get. These teams have played already earlier this year. Uh, They played in October. Atlanta won 16 to 13 on the road in Tampa, and that's interesting because Atlanta only has two wins on the road this year, one of them being Tampa. They have played much better at home. And, Owen, they are at home, correct? Correct. Give me Atlanta at home. They are a much better team. They're just a different team at home, you know, which usually teams are. You Teams usually play a lot better at home than they do on the road. So give me Atlanta on this one, two and a half.
1: Two and a half
0: points. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take the field goal. Young Hoku for the win, baby. The win. Sorry, young hoiku. There it is. That's why Owen's here. Absolutely. Well yeah. I, I just don't trust Tampa. I don't trust Baker Mayfield. Atlanta's defense has played pretty solid this year, thanks to Jesse Bates and his all pro level play in the back end of that. And like I said, I don't trust Baker. And, and these big time moments. So give me Atlanta at home.
1: Well done, Seth. This one I do kind of struggle with. There's something in the back of my mind really telling me it's time for Tampa to make a run. But I said this a few weeks ago, and I think it's holding true so far to this point. I think Atlanta's the team that's going to figure it out, win the majority of their games going into the end of the season have a little bit of momentum into the playoffs and give someone, you know, a tough fight. Probably lose wild card weekend, but uh give a team like the Cowboys not the easiest path through the wild card weekend. Give me the Atlanta Falcons. We don't have a field goal. It's two and a half. A field goal can win it. Just as Absolutely. it did. That's all I need in their last matchup and I'm going to stick with it, Atlanta Falcons. Nice and easy. Moving on. Los Angeles Rams traveling to the Baltimore Ravens. A bit of a shocker coming up. Lamar Jackson did not practice today. Came out, he is suffering an illness. So we'll see. Likely not a big issue. Really keep your eyes on that practice uh, injury report tomorrow, uh, Friday. See what's going on there. Again. Might not be anything. But if Lamar Jackson doesn't play this game, look out, uh, especially from our position when we have to pick it now, assuming he does play. Uh, Los Angeles Rams, one of the surprise, surprise teams of the year so far. No one really gave them a chance, thought they were a few years away. But what it is, Seth, they have Matt Stafford, they have Cooper Cup. Puka Nakua, Kieran Williams, they got a couple pieces missing. Don't really have a trusty left tackle. Defense is a little mad. They got some aging pieces, but, boy, they're making it interesting. What do we say here, Seth? I know you're the biggest Lamar fan on the pod. Does Lamar Jackson get the best of that Rams defense? Where's Matt Stafford out to ball against, well, a top five defense in the league in the Baltimore Ravens? Ravens favored by seven and a half at home. Well, this Lamar
0: news just throws a wrench into everything. I was trying to do a little research to see if I can get anything out of this. And it's, uh, they're not, they're pretty tight-lipped about it. They're just a little, uh, bit. A little bit, just an illness. It's and that's all it was
1: just listed as an
0: illness. So what does that mean? Does he have COVID? He could. Does he have bronchitis? He, he might. Does he have COVID, too? What does he got? It, him playing or not playing in this game is a huge factor. Because honestly, if it's not Lamar, I'm taking the Rams. But if Lamar's in this game, I'm taking the Ravens.
1: I understand, but we're picking it now.
0: Fine. I'll pick it now then. <laughs> what was the line again? Ravens minus seven and a half at home. Nah, give me give me the Rams. Absolutely, wow. give me the Rams. I Rams have been hot. Like we talked about earlier this week, if it wasn't for the Packers, a lot of people would be talking about the Rams more and kind of the turnaround they've had. Matt Stafford has been on fire lately. The defense has played better as well. Sean McVay... Feels like they are hitting their stride at the perfect time. Lamar are not seven and a half, too big. Give me the Rams to keep it close.
1: Oh, you know I berated you a little bit, Seth. But if it comes down to it, if it, if he's maybe tomorrow comes out that he has he has COVID, mandatory out for this game, we will repick the game. Uh, I, I'm picking the Rams lives. anyways, so it doesn't matter. Well, the line will change. Say, say oh, if true. Lamar's out, true. what if the Rams are favored by a point on the road at the Ravens? You know? True. It's All right, good point. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. at the current line, Seth is on the Rams. And I am as well. I don't like agreeing with you this much, but the Los Angeles Rams, one, they have the seven and a half point hook. Two, they're a surging football team. And uh, I said it on Tuesday. I'll say it again. If the Packers weren't playing as well as they are in the last three weeks, we'd be talking about the Rams a whole lot more. Give me the Rams. Not the upset. Well, maybe the upset.
0: But give Maybe. Me- no Lamar, that absolutely they could do it, if no Lamar. <laughs> oh, and I lost your audio. Uh, technical difficulties from our IT, man. You love to see that.
1: Uh. What about now? What happened? There it is. You sound beautiful, on. It just showed a, the, an alert came up. It was like, we can't read your microphone. I was like, what, am, what do you mean? I didn't do anything. <laughs> Technology, baby. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> next game. <laughs> the Detroit Lions traveling to the Chicago Bears. Could be a weather issue here, Seth. It is December. Chicago Soldier Field, known to be the coldest stadium to play in consistently. All of that lake effect coming in, we're looking at a bad weather game. And boy, am I excited to watch that slop. Absolutely. If you think about it, what what does that what does the weather do to these teams? I would say it actually probably slows down the Lions offense more than anything else in this game. Lions also on the road for a second straight week, and the Bears are coming off a bye. The Bears. Seth and I talked about it a little bit earlier. They're getting scrappy. They may not be winning all these games, but they're punching people in the mouth. They're scoring points, something they weren't doing They're biting kneecaps, Owen. They're biting kneecaps. Taking a page from their division rival here. Um, And especially that defense improved a a lot lately. Can that carry over here? The Lions are favored by three points on the road. What do you got? Owen, don't this do is it. My
0: bold take of the week. Don't do it. Upset alert. Lock it in. I'm taking the Bears to not only cover, but to win this game. I called them to win it just a few weeks ago when they nearly beat Detroit at home. Thanks to Goth and his uh three or four turnovers that he had. But now they're playing in Chicago. Like you said, it's going to be windy. It's going to be nasty. And that bodes well for Chicago and that rushing attack that they have. They have a four-headed monster at the rushing attack right now. Khalil Herbert's healthy coming off the bye. Rashawn Johnson is healthy and been effective. Deontay Foreman is healthy has been effective in the past. And of course, Justin Fields. So they are just going to be rotating those guys in and out and they're going to be running all over the place. And we know that Detroit defense has been playing a lot worse the last couple of weeks than they have at the beginning of the season. So that's a problem. And like you said, I think that only benefits Chicago as well. And that slows down that uh, passing attack of Detroit. And Montez Sweat has been a huge difference maker for Chicago since coming over. Huge. You get the Packers showed it a couple weeks ago. You get in Jared Goff's face, you disrupt him, you get him to be out of his game. He's not nearly as effective. Chicago did that the first time they played, except they just blew it at the end. I think this time Chicago takes it at home. That is a bold
1: take, Seth. We were talking about the Lake effect. I do think it does favor Chicago. I do agree with you there. I think the defense definitely has a good matchup here. Taking away maybe most of uh, the Detroit long passing game. Maybe a little bit of the, the agility. But I'm not going that far, Seth. Come on. I know the Lions are struggling, but minus three at the Bears, they should be favored by more. Give me the Lions. Minus three on the road. It won't look great, but they'll get the win. Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery.
0: You think they're going to win more than a field goal?
1: Yes. Two better backs than any three that you mentioned on the Bears side. The two best. I don't backs know you. you haven't.
0: You've never a been a David Montgomery fan. Montgomery.
1: I have not. But he's better than Khalil Herbert and Rashawn Johnson and Deontay Foreman. So what about taking with the Fields? Lions? He's a pretty good running back. <laughs> um, the thing here will be interesting is if that wind and that. That rain really, really shuts down both passing games. What's stopping each defense from crowding the hell out of that line of scrimmage? And this being just an ugly old school, like if you get three yards, that's a win. That is a big win. You know what I mean? Three
0: yards and a cloud of dust, as they say. Hey,
1: so it'll be interesting. I will watch it just to see how sloppy it can get. And who knows? Maybe the weather subsides and it's just a normal cold day in Chicago. Who knows? But... Hey, this is
0: going to be a pretty chill Sunday for us.
1: I'm excited for a, a big weather game. I know we got a couple last week. Didn't quite get snow. I would love to see a really sloppy snow game. That's what I'm looking forward to. And they're coming, Seth. Chicago. I'm hopeful. Moving on to the next one. Boy, I just peeked at it and we got a couple really big games coming up but we're not quite there yet still pretty big one (laughs) two teams vying for playoff spots indianapolis Colts are in at the seventh seed currently i believe cincinnati without joe burrow we thought was done and over and here they come and beat the eight and three jacksonville jaguars on monday night jake browning what your super bowl pick owen it's alive baby (laughs) mvp pick might not be but that super bowl pick is for the time being, uh, yeah, obviously, that win over the Jaguars makes this a pretty big game. Uh, Colts are on the road for a second straight week, it is a short trip. Um, does Jake Browning play like he did against Jacksonville, or is it a one game anomaly? Seth, the Colts are favored by a oh, excuse me, hold on. I got contradicting information here. Let me confirm. Uh-oh. The Colts opened as one-point favorites on the road. It has now come crashing down to the Bengals, favored by a point and a half at home. What do you got?
0: Uh, just a quick update on this game. Go ahead. Uh, it's now 21-3, to New England.
1: So so where we're yeah. sitting. That's yeah, that's, sitting. that's uh, Pittsburgh. Wow, <laughs> that's how much Kenny Pickett meant to this team, Seth. Kenny too loves.
0: Uh, apparently Bailey Zappi is a real quarterback as well. So, who would have thought? Uh, what was the line one more time? Because I got like three different lines in there. I think
1: Cincinnati favored by a point and a half. A flip really? from when it opened at the beginning of the week. Do they think Joe Burrow's playing? No. <laughs> No, but they seen Jake Browning on Monday night and said, "Oh, we got to change our change our." Ways Give me here. Indy.
0: Give me Indy. Jake Browning was fun on Monday night, but that ain't going to continue. It's kind of like the Josh Dobbs effect. It's fun at first. It's fun at first. It's like that rookie luck, beginner's luck kind of deal. Indy and that defense have been playing really well. Gardner Minshew just continues to win. Ugly or not, he continues to win. Zach Moss is very effective in the backfield. That passing attack of of Indy is secretly pretty solid. Give me Indy on the road. Call that a road dog, Owen. Take him a first road dog of the week. Uh, Cincinnati, they definitely shocked people Monday night, defeating uh, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is a bit overrated. In my opinion, I haven't been super high on them all year. And, yeah, I just don't see it. I don't see it. And uh, Indy, if Indy wins this game, they're 8-5, and and they're right there for that division lead. Houston as well. Houston needs to win their game, but they play the Jets. So this AFC North or AFC South is going to be very, very interesting the last couple weeks.
1: I'm in agreement there, Seth. Um, It seems like each of the four AFC South uh, teams uh, have a complete flip from what what we thought of them at the beginning of the year. We thought this would be a trash division, but I think all four teams seem to have their young quarterback uh, tied tied up. It might be their franchise guy. And Indy doesn't even have theirs. They did not even get to play theirs. That is correct. (laughs) That is correct, you say Indy, I also say Indy on the road. Yeah, I'm not sure what's causing the uh point spread flip here. Uh, is, it, is there that much overreaction to the Cincinnati? The, the Bengals win on Monday. Um, maybe they're trying to get people to pick the Colts because they think the Bengals are actually good. Not sure what's going on there. I'm gonna stick with the Colts though. Uh, they're the known commodity. They're fun to watch. Sure, they can mess a game up here here and there, but uh uh they got a seven and five record. And the Bengals are one and one with Jake Browning. So I it, they uh, I don't know. I just I just don't know if I want to pick Cincinnati here. I I I'm gonna take the Colts. Good pick going. Good pick. Thank you. Moving on. The aforementioned Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh I'll have to look one more time, get some updated information, but likely starting CJ Bethard for the injured Trevor Lawrence. Well like,
0: right now, see what we Well, it
1: looks like Joe Flacco will be starting for the Browns. Jaguars at Browns. Uh obviously the Cleveland defense is the better of the two, which could really challenge that Jacksonville offense and a and a quarterback that hasn't made a start this year yet. And I don't think he made a start last year either. And CJ Bathard, Iowa Hawkeye legend. Um, probably a low-scoring game. But regardless, Cleveland is favored by three points at home, Seth.
0: Um, they are calling they're pretty much calling uh Trevor Lawrence a game time decision. Oh. They're gonna do whatever it takes to get him to suit up, but it okay. will I think it's gonna be more of a pain tolerance thing.
1: It see, looks this like is bad news did... for my uh, fantasy team and one that I need to win. Lamar is my main starter, and my backup is Trevor Lawrence. So this could be a really bad week for me. That absolutely. Um, he did
0: practice in a limited fashion on Thursday, so so he's possible that. So it yeah, he, he's he's definitely going to try, but it seems like they'll probably work him out pregame and see how it goes. So TBD on that one. Kind of like Lamar, Owen. You're going to have to wait till Sunday for probably both of these guys.
1: Unfortunate.
0: Uh, What was the line one more time?
1: Cleveland minus three at home.
0: Man, why'd you have to say three? It's three. It's a flat three. I want to take Cleveland, Owen. I really do. So why don't you? Trevor Lawrence or no Trevor Lawrence. I want to take Cleveland. So I'm going to give me Cleveland. That defense is real. We all know it. It's legit. They're going to cause problems for Jacksonville. I don't know. The big thing for Cleveland's defense, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Denzel Ward, if he's playing or not, uh, he's a big one. Uh, If he plays, uh, I'm trying to look it up now to see if I can get anything. On him. Uh, if he plays, he's a huge uh, difference maker for that defense. And, you know, he'll be locked on Calvin really. I'm going to take Cleveland regardless. Joe Flacco showed a lot last week. Showed a lot. of. Uh, he's still got something left in the tank. He can say. rip it. He can still rip it. And that's good enough for me. With that defense, he just needs to rip it enough. And uh, you know what? This is interesting. I'm looking at their home away splits. Cleveland's very good at home, five and one. Owen, this scares me a little bit now. Jacksonville is undefeated on the road. Isn't that wild? They are undefeated on the road. They are five and zero. Give me Cleveland, though. I'm going to stick it. Give me Cleveland. You're
1: going to stick it. Oh, oh. I'm going to pick Cleveland. Um, because I'm tending myself towards um Lawrence being out. Um, and even if he was in, especially after the game last week, I'm not convinced they're top five material like I thought they may have been, possibly a couple weeks ago. Um, and Cleveland seems to have found something with Flacco. Uh I know that they were they lost to lost by a couple scores. To the Rams. But again, we talked about it. That game was 20 to 19 and would have been 2020 had it not been a missed extra point. And that was only in the last few minutes of the game. Um, Rams just put up a lot of points really quick. So I don't think the Jaguars can do it. Give me Cleveland. Ayo. The demise of Jacksonville. Oof. we'll see, you know, maybe he comes back healthy. Uh, maybe they don't win this game, but I think they can kind of figure it out. I'm I'm looking ahead to next week for Jacksonville. Uh, I think this is a rough one for them to land on an injured quarterback. So we'll see. We'll see. Next game. Another divisional matchup. Carolina Panthers traveling to the New Orleans Saints. Panthers playing a second straight road game. But they get a Saints team that could be without Derek Carr. If you want to look that up for me as well, Seth, we may be getting Jameis in New Orleans. Standing uh, on a corner, it, it, Jameis Winston down in NOLA.
0: It looks like Derek Carr will be playing on Sunday. Damn, he practice. He's he is. He in is Carolina. <laughs> he's practiced the last two days so he's in um give me i'm not gonna spend too much time on this game it's gonna be ugly regardless give me new orleans though they're just the better team
1: carolina is the worst team in football it doesn't matter who just they have. to clarify new orleans at home minus five and a half you still taking it i am
0: okay. i am I am. I, I think that defense for New Orleans is good enough to um, keep Carolina down pretty good. This could easily be like a 17-7 to game, 14-7 kind of deal, 10-3. to I don't know. I, I think this is going to be a relatively low-scoring game. Neither team puts up a lot of points, but New Orleans has the better defense,
1: and they're at home. Give me New Orleans. Seth, this is the same exact line uh, for the Carolina game as last week. Carolina at a division rival. This last week it was Tampa Bay, minus five and a half. Tampa Bay failed to cover, though they did win the game. Um, just in your mind, I believe you think a little more highly of New Orleans than you do Tampa Bay. Is that correct? Just if you had to, like, place them. I would, Yes. Uh, Right now, I would go Atlanta, New Orleans, Tampa, Carolina. Yeah. So similar situations here. I think Tampa won by three. Low scoring game. I want to pick New Orleans, but Carolina really hasn't been getting blown out is my problem. But all that is to say, I think the Saints defense um, slowed down a Carolina offense that just isn't very good. Give me Saints. I don't like. I don't really like the Saints. But give it to me because they also did not. They lost the cover. They lost the win to the Lions last week, right? That was last week. Yes, it was. It was. They, yes. they had a whole. New Orleans did. Yeah, the Lions came storming back, took the win and the cover. God, I don't like New Orleans. Like We all know what Carolina is, but some people like New Orleans. I just don't like New Orleans.
0: I I don't really like New Orleans either, but in a bad division, it's just hard to choose somebody because you can look at each of these, the three teams, and they all have their strengths, and they all have their players, but then they have some major weaknesses as well. And really – all three are the quarterbacks, like Desmond Ritter for Atlanta, yep. Derek Carr, who was supposed to be the savior for that team, is not has not been. Yep. Obviously Baker is Baker. Yes, but all all three have have had some solid defenses. So it it's just it's really hard to pick because all three of these teams are very similar, in how they operate and how they win games and win ugly and then lose ugly, too. It's it's really hard
1: to pick this division.
0: Toughest division to
1: pick in football right now. In the, uh, in the immortal words of uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, creators of South Park, we're choosing between a douche and a turd sandwich here. Uh, you're never going to go right. You're never going to pick the right one. Give me New Orleans in this case, though. Moving on. Next game, kind of an interesting one here, Seth. Houston Texans traveling to the New York Jets. One of those be careful games for these young Texans. You never know. Jets' offensive issues are evident. But the defense is still more than capable of limiting C.J. Stroud, let alone any QB in the whole NFL. Especially a C.J. Stroud without his number one receiver in tank down. Um, Possibly a lower scoring game. Again, this is at the Jets. Expect colder weather. The Texans are favored by three and a half points on the road. Seth, what do you got? Uh, Ah, I I said all that, and I didn't even say that. Zach Wilson's back, baby.
0: Baby, Zach Wilson's back. You know what that means? Give me the Houston Texans. (laughs) Uh. I want to so bad to take the jets just to keep some just to just keep just to keep, just to keep it at a, a kindle uh, just a uh, just just some smoke coming that's all i need right now i just don't see it I, I, i want to and i do think zach wilson does give them the best chance so this should have happened three weeks ago when it should never have happened but yes he's back And he's starting. I just don't think it's enough. I I think it's too little too late for this team. Now, could he surprise us? Absolutely. They played well before. He played really well against KC. They beat Philly earlier this year. They could absolutely surprise the world and win this game and go on a little mini run. But until I see it, I got to stick with Houston in this one. CJ Stroud, my MVP. Got to take it.
1: You say Houston minus three and a half, and I say the Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm taking the Jets plus three and a half at home. The J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Give me Zach Wilson. Uh, Zach Wilson, undoubtedly gone by the end of the year or uh, by the start of next year. I think it's time. you know, he's got he's got Rogers, he's got his mentor. He it, it could go both ways, right? He could let the the uh the mental stress get to him. He could be trying to force things, he could be trying to play too hard, or he could lean the other way. Listen, this organization kind of left you in the dust. This fan base is tearing you apart weekly, these reporters are setting you up for failure. Why not just go out? Just let her freaking rip. Yeah, exactly. It's a character assassination at the highest level. Well, maybe not the highest level, but at a high level <laughs> for sports, for football anyway. Um, why not just go out there, let the gosh dang ball rip? You know you you know what you have at offensive line, but you know the stud you have at receiver. Let's just let's just sling that thing. Maybe you throw a pick or two. Maybe lo- plays look bad here and there. Let's just ball and see what the hell happens. Give me the Jets plus three.
0: Go I out have. with your balls out, Owen. That's what I say. That's what Zach Wilson should do. I am stunned.
1: <laughs> but yes, you're right. Football. Yes, I agree. Uh not the and, not the smartest I- pick to make. Naturally,
0: I will say, but I have a feeling what bodes well for you, Owen, which makes me tempted to switch. I'm going to keep Houston. So if I'm wrong on this one, I'm I'm happily wrong. Yeah. New York is one of the best defenses against the pass, and that is what Houston relies on and thrives on. Their offense is surrounded, obviously, by CJ Stroud in that passing attack. Now they don't have Tank Dell this week. He's up for right. the season, so right. they're gonna have to adjust to that. And you got Sauce Gardner over there, and you got the rest of that defense. They are very good at shutting down opposing teams passing attack. Now, the big thing here is the running game, which Houston has not been great at. So it's kind of a, a strength on strength
1: almost. It is. Um well, and to me, you, you laid it out well. Um, I think. You get one good drive out of Zach in the first quarter, I think the team rallies. I think they believe, and I think they're like, you know what? Playoffs aren't done. yet. Let's kick. You know what? In on? the nuts and see what happens. You did it. Give me the Jets. New York Jets.
0: And I'm going to call this one uh, Juice is Loose. Oh, yeah. wow
1: just because I wanna. I don't know. You might have jinxed it though. <laughs> and knocked it. You know right. what? We have,
0: we haven't got Jeremy's pick yet, so I'm good with it.
1: All right. For now. It's a temporary. Uh see, this is the best situation for me, Seth. I can take I can take a wild stab at a pick, but I also pulled you in with me, so I don't lose if I lose. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. If I'm down. Did. We're all down. There we go. Cool deal. Moving on to the next game into the afternoon slate. We have two Uh, our last two teams on by this week, uh, next week starts Saturday games. Get ready for that. But for now we have a pretty full afternoon slate leading into a Sunday night game and two Monday night games. I hate that. I absolutely hate that. I really don't like it. These ones are playing at the same time.
0: At the same time. time. It just makes no sense. It's stupid. You know what else is stupid, Owen? What's that? Where's my where's uh where's the sequel to this Toy Story game? I want another Toy Story game.
1: It's come out. Well, you know, Nickelodeon has a playoff game, I think. Right?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be Toy Story though. It should be. You're right though. I get it. That was fun. That was interesting to yeah. watch. There were some technical difficulties going on a little bit. But you know what? Slinky was the
1: uh he was the star of the show. Yes, he was. Yes, he was backing that thing down. Waddling <laughs> around. Uh, yes, unfortunately no Nickelodeon game in this game. So well, let's just get into it. The Minnesota Vikings
0: traveling Minnesota
1: to Vikings. the Las Vegas Raiders. Two teams no, coming off their buys. Raiders. Both teams arrested. Vikings apparently haven't decided on a quarterback yet. Uh, Seth, please pull that up. I
0: I thought I read that Josh Dobbs was the guy, but I will For sure. okay. I'll confirm that.
1: There was a weird report I seen that they weren't sure it was Dobbs, and I was like, what? Uh, since Antonio Pierce became the interim head coach in Las Vegas, they are 2-2. Two and two, But yeah, right. still playing much better football with him. Go ahead. Um,
0: Josh Dobbs is the starting quarterback, but Quote by Kevin O'Connell himself, Nick Mullins will be ready
1: to go. Okay. I mean, are we expecting him to break his ankle or what what's what's going on? You know, what uh, I mean? it, we it
0: seems it? like that uh, you know, if the struggles continue on offense with Josh Dobbs and you know he has a couple turnovers, I'm guessing they'll quickly go to Nick Mullins. It if was struggles one continue bad game. Guys. He's had a what couple bad games now. He's had a couple. It's
1: been a couple. With the Vikings? Yeah. It's been one. It's been more than one. No. Uh one notable he's been, one. He's he's been there like three games. Yeah, two were best. No, two were good. The past What's tonight. the line? What's the line? The Vikings are favored by three points on the road. By the way, the return of Justin Jefferson. Oh, that's a big one. This is a big one. What's the line one more time? Vikings minus three on the road.
0: Minus three on the road? Mm Mm-hmm. Give me the
1: Raiders.
0: Give me the Raiders at home. I think this is a recipe for success for the Raiders in that pass rush. That they have that's going very well for them. Minnesota's uh, offensive line hasn't exactly been uh stellar lately. They played a lot what? better at the
1: beginning. Come on, they,
0: they played a lot, they actually played pretty solid at the beginning of the year, but uh yeah. lately it's been it's been pretty bad. Max Crosby, we talk about him every week, how he just he wrecks games, he destroys games. That's exactly what he will do in this one. And you get an extra week uh, with Aiden O'Connell at the helm there. The one thing that uh, I will say is Minnesota defense has also played better. Brian Flores over there uh, makes things tricky for quarterbacks. But uh, I think the Raiders win a close game thanks to uh, dominant performance by Max Crosby. And the Raiders do have a solid run game with Josh Jacobs. Not quite what it was last year, but um, you know he can still do his thing. Devonte Adams. Devonte Adams still out there as well. So give me the Raiders.
1: You know, I like what you're saying Seth. Um Vikings are 6 and 6, Raiders are 5 and 7. Both teams have lost two straight going into a bye, now coming out of the bye, who is going to change that narrative?
0: Both are fighting for a playoff spot too. Minnesota's currently in. The Raiders are right The Raiders, Raiders, are,
1: bitterly, right? They're the Raiders right, are
0: outside looking in, but they're still by there. They're still there. Yeah, it's still there though. They're not dead yet. Right. Um, not dead yet. The
1: Vikings in the sixth spot. They are currently. Give me the Minnesota Vikings minus three on the road. I know they've had some struggles, and you were actually correct, Seth, by the way. Four games of Josh Dobbs. First two were good, last two were bad. Doesn't matter to me, Justin Jefferson's back, baby. They had a bye week to figure it out, rest everyone up. I think it's time. Vikings,
0: uh, again, they're not world
1: beaters. They're not world beaters, but I think they beat Vegas on the road. It will be a big win. They'll need it uh, going into the rest of the season. Give me the Vikings. Next game, a divisional battle, but uh, kind of lopsided on the spread. The Seattle Seahawks going in to the going long on first, number one team of the week. The San Francisco 49ers Seahawks have lost three straight games and have major defensive issues right now. Though they did figure something out on offense and almost pulled that one out of the Cowboys' hands. They got close. 49ers, on the other hand, are absolutely rolling on offense. Rolling. Potentially a rather large mismatch. 49ers blew them out in Seattle earlier this year. Can they do it again in this one? They're going to have to. San Francisco is favored by... 10 and a half points. What do you got? Ten
0: and a half, and a half, Owen. You might Ten think a that's a point. big line. Division game. I don't care. You said it already. San Francisco, and this was kind of towards the start of their run that they were making. They absolutely destroyed Seattle in Seattle. You know, Seattle made things interesting against Dallas last week. Couldn't quite overcome it, but they did make things interesting. That's not going to happen this week. I think San Fran, fully healthy. I'll say it again, say it every week. Fully healthy on a roll. They're the best team in football. Yeah, they. This is going to be a bond burner, but for San Fran.
1: What's the what's the score? You think.
0: Well, last time it was 31-13, so I think it's going to be somewhere around there. I don't think San Fran puts up 30 again, but um, I'm thinking like 25-10, 25-13 range-ish, somewhere around there.
1: You say they don't have 30 points this game. I say they do, given the San Francisco 49ers. My problem is I almost think Seattle could score 20 and keep it close. I'm just not gonna do it. It's super tight for me. I think the world of the 49ers right now. They strike fear in the hearts of all men. But Seattle, I don't know. That that Cowboys game is really what's lingering in my mind, and it, I just don't know if it's enough ammunition. To you think to tell they figured something out? Is that what you're thinking? That they keep it under double digits. I on offense potentially. Cowboys defense is great. They scored 30-plus, right? Um, It's that defense that's worrying me, and that's where I think San Francisco can run the score up. I love their cornerbacks. Uh, I actually kind of like their linebackers. I just uh, – give me the Niners. Begrudgingly, give me the Niners. Don't think too much, Owen. Sounds good. Seth, we're agreeing a little bit too much for my liking today. (laughs) We absolutely are. Like you said, Let's if the if ship goes down,
0: we're taking each other with it, I guess. Uh, You convinced
1: me to change one of my picks. I have a feeling that we might split this one, but we'll see. Potentially, well, there's another game that's probably game of the week, but this one could be in the running. The Buffalo Bills traveling to Ayo. the Kansas City Chiefs. Bills coming off a bye they desperately needed. Chiefs coming off a tough primetime loss to the Packers on the road. You bet Bills you, absolutely playing for their lives in this one. Um Chiefs this will be really important for seeding and they are definitely a team that wants to take that home field advantage back for the playoffs. Uh let's see Bills right now again if you're in the AFC and you're sitting at six and six, not as good looking as the NFC side, right? Um, they got a world uh, of ground to make up. This would be a big one. Bills are th- two of their last five, but so are the Kansas City Chiefs, Seth. Three of their four losses have come in the last five weeks. Can the Bills find something and take advantage? The line, Kansas City, minus a point and a half at home. What do you
0: got? Yeah, I figured it was going to be a near-pick'em game.
1: Pretty much.
0: uh, Buffalo's schedule is pretty difficult these last couple weeks. They have Casey, obviously, this week. They have Dallas next week. They play the Chargers, who uh, you don't know what Chargers you'll get. And then they end with two division games, the Patriots, and then at Miami, which will be very interesting. Oh, and I'm looking at the Bills, and they are six and six, but you know what? They're a better team than that. Every one of their losses has been by single digits. So they very well could be eight and four, nine and three, somewhere around that. They've just had a couple of close losses this year, and then a couple of their wins have been blowouts as well. Saying all that, this could very well be this probably the game of the week here. Well, you, you got Sunday night, which will be a close one as well. We have some great matchups again. Point and a half, KC. Correct at home. Casey struggling. This is Buffalo's time to pounce. They want to beat the Chiefs. They want to get back into this playoff race. This is the perfect time to do it against a KC team that is trying to find their way a little bit, trying to find that groove. That defense that has been playing so well got showed up by Jordan Love and the Packers last week. Josh Allen and the Bills got to watch that. And they're going to know what to do. Give me the Buffalo Bills to upset the Chiefs at home to keep their playoff hopes alive. And we get to watch the unquestioned best player in the league do it. Just rip it. He's going to rip it, baby.
1: He's absolutely going to. That's Josh is Allen.
0: going to need to. Uh,
1: Seth, you're picking Kansas City to lose at home in a tough heavyweight bout. Absolutely. This is like the- Ali Frazier number three. Seth, just to put this into perspective, the Chiefs are. If that happens, the Chiefs are in a downfall of epic proportions coming into the end of the season. A loss here could potentially put the Denver Broncos a game away from the AFC West division title. Potentially, if they win. I am going to pick the Buffalo Bills. Hey, it hurts because I think I just don't think the Chiefs are a team that deserves well that has earned four losses in the last six weeks because they have played well they played well against the Packers they played well against the Chiefs they were a catch away but I think that's what it comes down to I think it comes down to Travis Kelsey getting double teamed, and the rest of the receivers not making an impact at the at the end of the game to really, uh, to really fulfill this like Patrick Mahomes clutch comeback king. You know what I mean? And I think Buffalo gets up ahead and just stays up ahead the entire game. Give me the Buffalo Bills.
0: I want. I want this game to go to overtime, and I want Josh Allen to win it in overtime, just like Patrick Mahomes did to him, just uh, just a short year ago. Now remember,
1: uh, two years ago, right? Yeah, you're right. Two years in ago in the AFC sorry. Championship. Yeah. Well, no, three years ago.
0: No, it was 2022. It was January 2022. So it was the 2021 season, 2022 playoffs. I'm looking at it right here. So it wasn't the divisional game. Or it wasn't it was, the championship game. It was the divisional. It was game? the divisional round. Yeah, and then right. uh, Casey lost to Cincinnati in the divisional round. That's or in the AFC championship. championship. Right, right, right. right. That's, when, that's when the Rams sold their soul to win a Super Bowl.
1: And... Sold their soul, indeed. Um, You say that, Seth. The one thing, though, Josh Allen is winless in overtime games since that fateful day. Since the day that forced the NFL to change the playoff rules or change the overtime playoff rules, Josh Allen has since been winless in overtime.
0: Well, good thing they don't need to go to the overtime. (laughs) But it would just be a little retribution. It would be a good
1: story. That's for sure.
0: It would be a great story,
1: especially in Arrowhead. So we both picked the Buffalo Bills. I just, it's hard. It's hard seeing the Chiefs not get a bet in, but this is where we are. Moving on to the next game Denver Broncos traveling to Los Angeles Chargers. Go ahead.
0: We know Jeremy's picking the Chiefs in this one. Ah, that's fair. That's fair. They'll get a bet.
1: Broncos at Chargers. Broncos in the middle of a three game road swing. That's tough to have three straight road games at the back half of the season. What is the schedule? What are the script writers doing? You know what I mean? Chargers. They want drama, Owen. They want drama. (laughs) They want drama. One last week against the Patriots, six to nothing. That is a real NFL score in the year 2023. (laughs) What? Six points. Can that change here? Can Justin Herbert play mucho better Probably against a better defense here in the Denver Broncos, but it was a weather game. It happens. The Los Angeles Chargers are favored by two and a half points at home, Seth. What do you got?
0: The Chargers are favored in a game this year? Against a division opponent who has outplayed them? Ah,
1: Sounds like you're not happy.
0: I just don't get it. Now
1: remember, the Chargers are only a game behind the Broncos.
0: And funny enough, this is the first time they're playing this year, so they're playing late. Yes, they are.
1: Exactly, man. Are they playing back to back? We do not have have past experiences of this year to. I know that's what I was about to go look at.
0: I I just don't know what to make of this Chargers team, because. They have the potential and they've done it this year where they put up 30 40 points and then they go out last week and they win six to nothing.
1: Yeah. Wins a win, Seth. We ain't apologizing.
0: Hey, you're correct, sir. And also it has kept their playoff hopes just barely alive. Give me the Denver Broncos in this one. I think that defense is playing too well. I think they'll shut down Chargers like uh the Patriots did last week. Denver Broncos obviously are playing a lot better offensively than the Patriots are. I I just think that Denver is the better team. Even though they lost their win streak last week, they're still playing very well, and that Houston game was a very good one back and forth. Russell Wilson had some turnover issues last week. I don't think he'll face that against a bad Chargers defense this week. I don't care if if they shut out the Patriots last week. That game doesn't matter. Give me the Broncos on the road.
1: Broncos for Seth. Seth, let's ride. The Denver Broncos are six and six on the year. Chargers are five and seven. The Broncos lost last week to the Texans to end a four game win streak. The Chargers beating the Patriots by six ended a three game losing streak. A lot has been made about Brandon Staley's future in Los Angeles, and I am not one to get off that bandwagon. But I think this week will be about something different. I think this week is going to be about the demise of Russell Wilson in Denver. Give me the Chargers minus two and a half at home, and we're going to see. You think Russell Russell Wilson struggles, struggles, struggles again? against the Chargers' pass defense, and Sean Payton Ow. is damn near sick of it. Seth, I was watching the game last week against the Texans. Hard fought battle, right? Defense played well. Russell Wilson had some turnover issues. He also missed so many open. Passing routes. It was unbelievable. Jerry Judy is absolutely screaming down the sideline, wide ass open for touchdowns all game. And I think there's a fracture there. I think Sean Payton doesn't trust Russ Wilson, and as he probably shouldn't at the moment. And the defense just isn't good enough to overcome those mistakes. Owen, I think the Chargers are a better team than five and seven. They've left a lot on the table. This is game that I think they can win. Give me the Chargers at home. Oh, okay. let me just throw
0: something out there for you, not to try to dissuade you because we've agreed too many times, but i to throw something out there. <laughs> feel free, feel free. Chargers, Brandon Staley—they're known for choking at the end. And I just want to throw a little trivia for you. Can you tell me? Can you guess who leads the NFL in game-winning drives this year? Are you trying to tell me Russell Wilson? I am trying to tell you Russell Wilson leads the NFL in fourth quarter comebacks and game-winning drives this year. What better way to do it this week against the Chargers team that just knows how
1: to lose? How many many comebacks has he had? Four. Four. I think they've all came in the last five weeks. Probably, yes. My problem is I think – last game i think there's a distrust that I, I, maybe maybe they were feeling each other out the past you know the past or up until the last couple games but i think sean payton is finally realizing that it's not he's not he doesn't have his guy and that and the distrust will build russell has and played my feeling
0: very well this year and last week better. was definitely his worst game
1: of he's the season. He's played better this year.
0: I think he's played very well. I think he's better. played very
1: well. Better.
0: And, uh, yeah, I you don't need to rely on Russell to win these games. You have a, a legitimate running game with Javante Williams back there and Samaje P. Ryan spelling that. I, I They don't need to rely on him to do it. He just needs to do enough, and especially the way that defense is playing. I just – you talk about the distrust for Russell. It's also the distrust for this Chargers team. It's like Jekyll and Hyde out here. You just don't know what you're going to get. And I, I'm not going to play with fire. Give me Denver. So that's my thought process.
1: That's fair. But that's the tired take, Seth. That's the one everybody wants to make. The well, one I want to make. It's the right one. The one I want to make is my initial MVP – of this year, Justin Herbert would be up there in the top three of MVP if the Chargers were nine and three right now. And I think it's coming alive. I believe. I've seen what I need to see. And I think Justin Herbert's gonna will this team into some wins here in the in the last end of the season here. I don't think, I think you're playoffs, trying to, I think you're
0: trying to will Justin Herbert into this.
1: But I think he's gonna win in spite of Brandon Staley. Give me the Chargers. Ayo! I look for it to be a fun game. That's what I'm hoping for. All that being said, let's get to the primetime games, shall we? The Philadelphia Eagles traveling to AT&T Stadium. Jerry World. Dallas Cowboys. One of the most heated rivalries in NFL history. Game of the week.
0: Where's Jeremy for this
1: one? I need to call him real quick so I
0: can tell him why Dallas is going to
1: win this game. Seth, the Eagles, you said it, with the Cowboys, but the Eagles have big defensive issues. Uh, Namely, I believe they are last in the league for opposing third down conversions. Uh, What was their shining trait, right, their shining stat last year, Seth? It was their team sacks. They had I was to say their sacks. Yeah. They're nowhere near that right now. Not sure what's going on. Uh is it the loss of Jonathan Gannon, potentially? But you have in all of a sudden high flying Dallas offense hosting this rivalry game. Uh Cowboys didn't look good on defense last week but it was a week. It was against Seattle, Thursday game, weird things happen. For the most part of this season, they have been the catalyst of this Cowboys team. If you compare that Dallas defense with the current Dallas offense, I don't know if the Eagles have a shot, to be honest. I said a lot about the Cowboys, though the Eagles won the earlier meeting Dallas had chances to win it. Philadelphia shut them down. Jalen Hurts still up there in top three of MVP consideration. Not playing his best. That's the thing about this Eagles team is we know they can play much better. And this is the type of game that it can. Can they can though, Owen? Bring it out of you. Can they? Maybe. It can maybe. Sell. Maybe this they is did just it who this the year. Eagles. They were playing like this in 2023. It's not the season yet, <laughs> and they are I also think, ten I and I two. By is... the way, they are not losing games very often.
0: I ju- I think this is who Philly is this year. We are
1: who they thought they were. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it, Jeremy. I, I'm this not. Is I'm all not set. Once
0: again, I'm not saying it's a, a they're a bad team. They're ten and two. Like it would be stupid Yo, to say you're not but... giving them many flowers for a ten and two record. I'm not. No, you're right. Absolutely (laughs) right. I'm not. What's the line on? Dallas by three and a half at home. I need my cowboy lasso right here. This is what I need. Because they're going to lasso that eagle. Give me the Dallas Cowboys, baby. At home, all the way. Dallas, undefeated at home. They're doing it again. They are going to show the Eagles their flaws. And absolutely, you know what? I wouldn't surprise me if Dallas blew the Eagles out on Sunday night football.
1: This is, this is, this is. Bad. I'm just
0: saying, Dallas, this is the perfect storm. This is the biggest game of the Mike McCarthy era in Dallas right now. This game. I agree. I agree. Sunday night. They win this game. What a huge statement. They are right there for the division and right there for the number one seed. I just truly think Dallas is a better team. They've played better this year. They are nine and three. They're right behind Philly, and they nearly beat them a couple weeks ago in Philly. They're playing at home where they play so much better. I think they've, they are the number one scoring offense. They've surpassed Miami. And what is it? At home, they've scored. Owen, listen to this. This is wild. I'm listening. This is why I think this is the perfect storm for Dallas, and it's trouble for Philly. This is their last four home games, Owen. Last four home games. 43 points. 49 points. 45 points. 41 points their last four home games they're putting up 40 plus points now i'm not saying they're necessarily going to do that against philly but this offense is hard to stop right now dak is your mvp of the 2023 season at this current moment give me dallas all the way philly obviously great team i think they have flaws that defense has a lot of question marks. You brought it up. They're not playing anywhere near the level they were playing last year. And that offense just can't seem to play four quarters. They are asleep until the third quarter, and then they decide to wake up. I just – I I don't think – it's not going to be enough this week. I'm taking Dallas all the way in this game.
1: All the way, you're saying
0: I'm just saying. That's why I wish Jeremy was here.
1: I can't balance this conversation out enough. You know, to counteract what you just spewed on this podcast. I'm usually the voice of reason. I can't play devil's advocate right now.
0: Anything I say wrong,
1: any anything
0: I say was an
1: error. This this you wouldn't be surprised if this was a blowout was a little bit blasphemous. Why is that? It's the, just, way da-
0: the way Dallas is playing right now, at home. I, I just terrible. say I'm just telling There's you. There's no respect is, here. There is. This is the perfect storm. The perfect storm for Dallas to come out on top. Give me Dallas all the way, baby. Right, Seth- now And they're gonna be flying high very soon.
1: This is a Philadelphia Eagles team that represented the NFC in the Super Bowl uh, just a year, short year ago, short not even eleven months ago. Seth,
0: yeah, Casey also won the Super Bowl last year, and look how we're talking about them.
1: Well, we're certainly talking about Casey with more respect than you are talking about Philly right now. That's for sure. Now, hey, I
0: picked I picked them to lose against Buffalo, so I don't know where we're going with that.
1: Dallas, if Dallas was favored by nine. You are picking out. We're playing games. <laughs> the fact now. that you haven't responded to that with the right answer within seconds. Hey, again, it's blast.
0: Hey, you know what? It's what did you just say a short game ago? That's the tired thinking right there. It's tired thinking. Tired I got to go
1: out on a limb, going out on a limb here. Philadelphia got smacked in the mouth last week. I don't think they get smacked in the mouth two weeks in a row. These are two real – that well, we're talking about three really good teams, Philly, Sam Tran, and Dallas. It is not going to be a blowout. I am going to pick Dallas by three and a half to win this game. I'm going to pick Dallas because I think they come – I think they have the lead most of the game. They score a late touchdown – Make the game maybe four or five points in Cowboys' favor. Philadelphia has to sc- come down, score a touchdown. Doesn't quite get it done. I'm going to take Dallas at home to balance out the head-to-head.
0: I I just think Dallas gets out early. And uh, F- Philly, truly, it feels like Philly has kind of just slept, walk through the first half of games and then in the second half they just wake up and realize hey we're the Philadelphia Eagles hey we're really good we're going to go put up 30 points i just don't think it's going to happen this week i said it last week when they played the niners you know they beat buffalo that way they beat kc that way sleepwalking through the first half and then winning in the second half when you play these top tier teams like dallas and san fran it are it's it doesn't it's not going to work that way Philly cannot sleepwalk through the first half of this game and expect to be in it. They're going to have to go balls to the wall the entire time.
1: I think it was the opposite story last week because they started, you know, they. Well, I mean, yeah, it was. Yeah, but uh, they were, you know, seemed to be in control of the first quarter, and then the wheels fell off. I think. I think I come out of this game looking. I don't know how to say it correctly. Looking, um, looking up for the Philadelphia Eagles, I just don't think they win it. Even the Cowboys. All right, but there. we're there. We said all that just to agree in the end. Exactly. You, you. What about one tore single me point. Down. Rest you of said it. I rest of it. Crazy.
0: Was... What kind of fool would pick the Dallas Cowboys plus nine? And there you go. You took the Dallas
1: Cowboys plus three and a half, minus three and a half. Yes. Minus three and a half. Um, I just had to shoot. I had to defend my, my brother, my brother in arms, Jeremy, a little bit. Just a little bit. I had to give him that. I had to give him that.
0: Hey, no, no disrespect losing to the Cowboys. It's not like you're losing to the Panthers.
1: Blown out in a big division game like that, I just, I don't see it. All right. Let's move on to the last two games, shall we? we we'll are probably Monday talk night more about that game, and we will about the Green Bay game. But before we get there, <laughs> the Tennessee make Titans this one quick. traveling to the Miami Dolphins. Yes, we can. Dolphins get a Tennessee team that has yet to win on the road. Well, the Dolphins have yet to lose at home. Miami, obviously, big offensive numbers um, against the Tennessee defense that is big time struggling. Miami's favored by 13 and a half points at home here, Seth. Is it enough to dissuade you from picking to the probable top dog? Did you say
0: 13? 13 and a half. At 13
1: home. and a
0: half. Two touchdowns. That's all I need. That's all you need. Give me Miami. What else is there to say? Tennessee and, and Will Levis have been fun, like you mentioned. They're 0-6 at home or on the road, they're a, they're a much different team at home than they are on the road. I just, I don't see it. Miami's going to take this game. Nobody's going to be able to cover Tyreek. He's going to put up another 150 and a touchdown or two. That's uh, just kind of the theme every week. I, yeah, I, I don't see Tennessee slowing down this offense at all. Give me Miami plus 20.
1: Now, I'm hoping Tyreek Hill has a big game uh, like did last week. Great for my playoff hopes and fantasy, but I think we see a little more creative um, or creativity out of Miami this week. Last last week it was just like, why, so? is Ty- why, why is Tyreek wide open deep again? Like the the way they're playing defense last week just didn't make any sense. This week, I think Tennessee is going to hammer home just like we just can't let the obvious happen here. Let's make if they're going to beat us, let's let's make it happen in front of us. And let's just try to ensure tackles. Which Vrabel probably the best coach to ensure, ensure that up. But it's I think there will be a game plan. I just don't think it'll be executed. I think we I think what we'll see out of Miami this week will actually be more impressive than last week because it's going to be those crossers. It's going to be Waddle catching it, you know, catching a ten yard pass and going fifty with it. You know, what I mean, I think it'll be something like that. I think it'll be long runs, Achan. Mustard. I don't think they're going to be long bombs. That's my thing. I think there will be a lot of yak. Give me my yak, of Yep, I agree. So that's my only thing. I think there's just like it's, you know, just throw. I mean, you might want to just throw a safety 20 yards deep at all times. That type of deal. Like, let's just not let this happen to us. This seems like the obvious, like they're going to smash us. If uh, if we don't just double team Tyreek, or if we don't put a safety over top of him at all times, that's what I think Tennessee leans into, and that's what's gonna. uh, And I think McDaniel will um, flourish in that, and the play calling will be mightily impressive. Mini juice on the Dolphins going into the last game of the week, Seth. That's gonna be Green Bay Packers traveling to. The New York Giants. You think it's easy, you're going to have to st- at least take a look at it. Well, Hackers have won three straight and appear to be on quite a roll heading into January here, currently owning that seven seed. The Giants coming off a bye. Tommy DeVito somehow finding something in that Giants offense. Uh, let's see, they won their last two before entering their bye it's it's something it's not nothing I it might not be an easy game for the Packers um obviously they got a big victory over the Chiefs but can they find a way to keep that winning streak going can Jordan Love stay hot the Packers are favored by six and a half points on the road at New York Monday night football what do you got Seth
0: a uh, quick update on this game as we uh, get to our last game. Um, we are a little more than halfway through the third quarter now. It is twenty-one to ten. Pittsburgh did score right before half uh, to put it to a two-score game, and Pittsburgh is currently driving as we speak. I believe. Just kidding. It's fourth down. Now we'll see if they go for it. Um. Owen, I don't know if you're trying to scare me. Or or what you're trying to do? I'm here, just trying to make you think. That's all. I don't need to think that much. I get Giants what you're two
1: game win streak. That's all I'm saying.
0: You know, look at who they have played. They played Washington, and then they played the Patriots last week as well, or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, and uh, one ten to seven. I I I just I don't care that offense may have found a little something with Devito there, but the Packers defense is playing playing house money right now and that offense is absolutely ticking jordan love is on fire like you said this giants team it's just they're not going to be able to slow it down jordan love is is hot he's on fire he's making some great plays out there rogers-esque right now his accuracy is pinpoint. It's just it's it's hard to stop in that Giants team. That Giants defense ain't gonna do it. And that offense, you know, you, you slow Barkley down, you're gonna have a good you're gonna have a good game. And defensively, the Packers have been doing it for a few weeks now as well. Give me the Packers. I don't even know if you said the line, but I'm taking the Packers regardless. I think they are the hot team and they will not be slowed down by the New York Giants.
1: What do you think the score is?
0: Uh I, Honestly, I think it's going to be like 27-10, 27-13 kind of deal. That's Packers putting up, up 20. I think Packers put up 20-plus, and I don't think the Giants do much.
1: Green Bay's is favored by 6.5. It is a large line for a team on the road that's only 6-6. Six and six. I'm going to take the Packers, but I don't believe it's going to be a blow-up. Um, at least I have enough sense in me. Did not predict it. Okay. I'm just being sensible here. Voice of reason. The Giants don't scare me. But um, you know, the vibes. We as Packers fans, we never imagined the vibes to be as high as they were after that Chiefs game at all this season. Yep. You put two games, two wins, big wins, well, the Lions win. Absolutely giant win. Um, right in front of that Chiefs win. And you just pair them up and it's just like all the Packers fans on Twitter right now are dancing on the Jordan Love haters. Colin Coward has been hearing it left and right. And good, by the way.
0: Also. There's just uh, a
1: potential letdown. Um, were you going to say injuries? Yes. I was
0: about to go there. Go ahead. If you got it, go ahead. But that's where I was I going do not. I was going to say Packers are pretty healthy. Uh, The only two question marks are Aaron Jones and Jair because it kind of seems to be. But Aaron Jones did practice today in a limited fashion, and they do have an extra day. So there's some optimism that he goes in this game, which changes the offense for the better. And then Jair, obviously, in the defense also changes the defense for the better. So there's a chance that both of those players play. Um, Jaden Reed will be in this game. I know there's some injury scare there. The only one that is questionable to not play really big one is uh, Watson. Yes. Uh, They said, it it sounds like he probably won't play. They haven't like officially ruled him out. Um, They said it's nothing long-term things like that, but they're not sure about this week. So I would, I'm, I'm say it's safe to say that Christian Watson doesn't play in this game, but there's a chance Aaron Jones does return for this game.
1: Which would be big, obviously. Um also did did not practices Darnold Savage at safety, Quay Walker at linebacker, and then as you mentioned, Christian Watson. Um seems like it isn't as bad of a hamstring injury as earlier in the year, but they're still being cautious. They're hoping he plays slow playing it. A lot of limited participants in practice this week. Uh it's still, just it
0: feels like that's the Packers way. Still Everybody
1: good to is. see. I I still I'm an Eric Stokes fan hoping he makes his de- debut uh on the field this week. I know you're a big Valentine Valentine supporter, but we might get a Jair Eric Stokes. I, I just for the first time this year.
0: Like I said earlier, you know, I, it's not that I don't want Jair back, but yes. The way those two have played the last couple weeks valentine and valentine it's just been it's been fun to watch
1: it's it's one of those things where it's almost like you just don't want to see um or you want to see the same team on the field because that's who won those huge games back to back but i think if you're going to do it now's the time let's get uh the guys you really want to really to make that playoff push let's get them absolutely. on the field absolutely absolutely Absolutely. All that is to say, we both go Green Bay, of course. Uh, I definitely did tinker with my pick. I think if it, it would have been seven, maybe seven and a half, I'd probably pick a Giants to keep it close. But uh, for now, picking Packers minus seven, minus six and a half. And that is your week 14 slate, Seth.
0: Ayo, we did it once again. Last week without buys. Next week, we get a full slate. How many Saturday games, Owen? Do you know?
1: None this week.
0: Well, I meant sorry, I meant next week.
1: Three. Three ap-
0: Saturday games.
1: Noon, afternoon, and night. All right. Can't wait
0: for that. I think I uh I think I hate Saturday games more than I hate these Monday night doubleheaders. Really? I just do not do? like I don't like Saturday games for the for the NFL. I just don't like it. That's just not right to me. I'm okay with it during the playoffs because playoffs are a little different. But yeah, I I'm not a huge fan. But All right. That is it for tonight. Um trying to get a quick update on this game as we roll on out of here.
1: <laughs>
0: Thanks Jeremy. Thanks Jeremy. All right. Um, I don't know. It's commercial. I don't care enough to to wait it out. Uh, any final
1: <laughs> words, Owen? How many games final did words? we agree? Uh, mini juices. Yeah, Pittsburgh Rams, Saints, Colts, Browns, Falcons. That's way too many already. Six <laughs> for six. Uh, Jets, Niners, Bills, Cowboys. Dolphins, Packers. So the only ones we disagreed on are Detroit, Chicago, and Minnesota, Las Vegas, and Chargers, Broncos. Yikes.
0: All right. It'll make things interesting. Yeah. But until then, till next week, of course, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the last week of buys. Best of luck to everybody trying to get into the fantasy playoffs this weekend. Oh, and I hope you don't. Thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. Until next week, adios.
1: Adios. Have a great weekend at the Red Dog.